Hey, hey, today I'm going to be discussing what livability means, why livability rankings exist, why some cities do well while others don't, and finally, the pitfalls of livability rankings. All right, let's start by defining livability. The cop-out answer is that it's just how suitable an area is for living. So let's go a bit deeper than that and break it into six key areas. Stability, healthcare, culture, environment, education, and finally, infrastructure. Again, that's nice, but what the heck do each of these categories mean? Let's start with stability. This looks at how much crime there is and how safe a city feels overall. This is an important part of livability because safety is a key human need, just like food and water. A second factor, healthcare considers the accessibility to private and public healthcare as well as medication. Our third factor of culture considers corruption, censorship levels and social restrictions as well as the quality of food and drink. Our fourth factor, environment considers climate as well as ease of access for shopping and sporting facilities. Our fifth factor, education considers the quality of schools and accessibility. And finally, our sixth factor of infrastructure is self-explanatory. Think airports, roads, pipelines, etc. But why do livability rankings exist in the first place? Well, they were created to determine how much hardship allowance employees should get when being sent abroad for work. For example, sending your employee to a first world country will probably have little to no hardship bonus whereas sending them to a second world country would have some, while a third world country trip would have the maximum hardship bonus attached. Switching gears, let's consider what the top cities share in common. They're normally in rich countries, they're not too big and not too small, and feature low population densities. This partly explains why major cities don't rank as highly in the livability rankings. The success of these cities tends to attract more crime, which means they take a beating on the stability ratings, and their larger populations tend to mean that their infrastructure just can't keep up. But okay, it makes sense why big cities like New York and London might not be included in the top 10 rankings, but why not a single American city at all? Well, this largely comes down to the healthcare factor. Healthcare being a much larger percentage of an American individual's expenditure relative to other first world countries, all cities within the US take a hit on healthcare evaluations for livability. Now let's consider the pitfalls of livability rankings. And this is primarily that they do not give us the full picture because they're designed for expats in mind. So they really don't care about the actual city's residents' experience. Firstly, livability rankings can fall short with consideration to things that most residents care about. Specifically, housing affordability. This mismatch is shown by the top 10 cities also being some of the most expensive places to live in the entire world. Further cementing the fact that livability rankings are designed for expats and not just for regular people is the emphasis on private education availability and less consideration for public schools. Moving on from the first fatal flaw, which is a consideration only in terms of an expat's perspective, is the second major flaw. How a city's borders are determined. See, most livability rankings only consider a city's CBD and perhaps inner suburbs as part of the city. But this ignores the large proportion of the population which lives outside these inner suburbs. 
For example, public transport may be good for inner suburbs, but next to non-existent for outer suburbs. So wouldn't it make sense for the livability ranking of the city to be adjusted to reflect the entire city? Okay, that's all for livability rankings. Thank you so much for listening. If you want the video version of today's topic, please see the link in the episode description, which will take you to the YouTube video I made on the topic. Now, if you like this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast. And finally, if you have any topic that you want me to cover, hit me up on the Mandaraj Ninja Show Facebook page, and I'll seriously consider doing it. Thank you.